All right, welcome, welcome. My name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuned to the Simplify Complexity, a relationship podcast. That's right. So we want to welcome you to another day, another podcast. We're always grateful that you could join us no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. And, and for many of us, what we're doing is we're in our houses, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> quarantine. Quarantine, self-quarantine. So this is the, the special self-quarantine edition that we're going to do here today. Uh, but before we kind of get into that, we want to encourage you right now, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button, uh, leave a review, mm-hmm. tell a friend. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear your thoughts. And, and it's just encouraging to us. And so if you've been encouraged by what we're doing to you, please encourage us. This, one of the simple things you can do is hit that subscribe, hit that share, and leave a review. Yes. So, Keontae, man, how how you you doing okay? You have enough toilet paper? You know, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surviving, man. I'm surviving. We, we're over here surviving. Got, we got enough toilet paper. Um, we got enough food, man. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, had to, I had to make a rash. I had to make a ration run yesterday. Okay. Um, just for just for a couple of things. Thankfully, you know, we already had a lot of stuff. But man, just to just to see the grocery store is like completely empty on certain aisles is kind of crazy. It is. Um, it, 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 I've never. Good. I've never seen anything like it. And this will be. I was reading an article. How I was talking about how this will be. Uh, this generation's. I think the millennials. They were saying this would be like their thing that they could look back on when the, yeah. the world kind of went to a stop. And I think every kind of generation has like that thing. So those who experienced World War Two, or those you know, like the Vietnam generation, and so on and so on. So mm-hmm. this is definitely our thing. Man, yes, it's crazy out there, man. So now with that, that actually kind of brings us to our, our topic today. And one of the things that, uh, well, first, our topic is going to be con- conflict resolution. And it's going to mm-hmm. be, a, you know, like we just mentioned, it's a quarantine edition or a special quarantine edition, but conflict resolution. And this kind of came up because I was reading an article and in our article, and I think there's actually all kinds of memes on Instagram and different places where it's talking about you're going to have a bunch of quarantine babies. Because right now, you, <laughs> right, because you have everybody yeah. who is as a result of being quarantined and they're spending more time together, then you're going to have those as they're spending time together, especially within, hopefully within marriage, you know, they're, they're getting a little freaky and then, you know, they're having fun uh, during this time. <laughs> yeah. And so then you can have an explosion of babies as a result of that. But then mm-hmm. it was brought up that you're also going to have possibly quarantine divorces. Mm, yeah. See, so I, so I paused for a moment when I had heard that and I was like, wow, you know, that's so true. And then I got really sad because they were kind of laughing mm-hmm. about it. But divorce is nothing to laugh about. Mm-hmm. And the, the destruction that it brings and what ends up happening, you know, to everyone involved, it, it really brings a lot of scars. And, and so there, it was on my heart. And I was like, man, let, let's, let's do conflict resolution. And first, what are your thoughts about that, man? Oh, uh, man, my thoughts about it is, man, like, first off, I'm married. So, you know, I've been at home with my wife and I'm going to test. <laughs> I can attest that, you know, the more time you spend together, because, okay, naturally, we're already in our routines where I go to work, you go to work, we come home, we have this certain amount of time together, right? Now this quarantine is now, it's forcing you to literally be in each other's faces 24-7, you know what I mean? And when that's not your proper routine, you know, you can kind of get a little bit irritated more often, more frustrated with things more often, because you're in a each other's faces all day you know what i mean we've only been in quarantine for what about a week and a half now like like serious quarantine but a week and a half almost two weeks now and i've already experienced one of you know a quarantine argument or a quarantine conflict so, right right yeah I, <laughs> no it's true and, and, and here's the thing about that is that we can 
you mentioned it really well. We have our breaks. And and so mm -hmm. it's nice, you know, you have people in their routines and in their routine, they get a break throughout the day or so-and-so leaves the home. So let's say if somebody's normally in the house, you know, normally somebody's leaving the house or maybe both leave, yeah. they come home. And, and so therefore, when you just have people around each other more frequent and it's consistent days, you know, it's not like it's just a weekend then there's opportunities <laughs> yeah. where you, you might kind of aggravate one another. You might push that button. And, and so therefore, how do we deal with it? And, and so I want this to really encourage whoever's listening to this, whoever's, uh, because the reality is we can't even really go out and get counseling right now. You know, mm -hmm. so the right. places that we could go and, the, and the, the, the things that we could do to kind of just get away, you really can't do that. And so I really hope that this encourages people of how do you deal with conflict as you are just around each other more and, and here's the, the last point before we kind of get into different techniques and points that we want to help people with is mm -hmm. you have some couples where they're just on the verge of divorce. They're on the verge of a breakdown. They're on the verge. It doesn't take a lot for there to be an argument. And, yeah. you know, all it takes is just like you saying the wrong word at the wrong time. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a there's an explosion. And so th this time really hurts them even more because they have nowhere to go sometimes in these moments. And, and, and so I really hope that this is a blessing to you. Go, so Keontae, right. man, what, what do you have for us, man? What, what's something that you would encourage, you know, our listeners to do to deal with conflict? Oh man. So one of my first things is to deal with conflict. Um, whenever there's like, you know, conflict, there are type of like arguments. Um, you're always kind of looking for that moment to kind of like break the ice per se. Mm. Um, so a good tactic for me is to take a walk down memory lane. Mm. Oftentimes, <laughs> like me and my wife, you know, if we get into like a little, you know, disagreement or something like that, there's kind of like a break period where we're kind of just kind of silent, you know, quiet. <laughs> you know right, we're not right. talking to each other um so and i have this thing i have an apple tv right and for my screensaver my apple tv i just it just goes through all my pictures like in my phone um and there's a bunch of like old pictures and stuff so you know breaking the ice taking a walk down memory lane could be you know pulling up an old picture from like when we first got married 10 years ago and just you know showing her that picture i'm like man remember when you know remember, do you remember this day remember how like much of it was a rush for us to get dressed and, and things of that nature because what it does is it kind of takes you out of that space from being irritated or frustrated which you're with down the present from thinking back on that day and like man I, I do remember that day I do remember being busy and and getting dressed and rushing all over the place just to get to our wedding also it makes you understand like man we like me and my wife have been together uh, married for 10 years now now it makes you understand like man we've we've gone through some tough times so are we going to let this one frustration or one aggravation stop us? We've already been together for 10 years. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's just keep on going. That's good. You know what I really like about that is we all need those moments, those, those things that are reminders. And, I, and, and, and actually yeah. in the Old Testament, they're called pillars. And so as mm -hmm. God would do something in the life of his people in the Old Testament, he would challenge them and say, make a pillar, make something as a reminder. And it might just be rocks or whatever it might be of God you know, having them cross the Jordan, they were supposed to take rocks out of the, the Jordan River. And that was supposed to be a reminder of what God did there. We need reminders of the good times because when we're going mm -hmm. through something challenging, when we're going through something hard, it's so easy just to where we're focused on that thing rather than focusing our mind also on the good things. And it helps us to right. maintain a good perspective. So I like that, man. 
Yeah, man, it's good. You know what I mean? And not even just for your own relationship, but I know like with this whole COVID-19 thing, it, it really tests our faith. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if we can just look back on how good God has been to us over the times, he's, you know what I mean? He, just, he, he said this word, he'll never leave us in North forsake us. So we just think about where he's brought us from to where he's brought us now. He's not going to leave us in the dust. You know what I mean? He's got to continue to remember how good he's been and how good he's going to be. There you go. I mean, he was faithful then. He'll be faithful today. So I, I like that. Well, exactly. one of the ones that I had down here is it seems simple. And you're thinking mm-hmm. you might, you know, when I say this, people are going to be like, well, what does that have to do with conflict resolution? But it has to do with everything. And the the, the key thing is, is be filled with the spirit. Mm-hmm. Be filled with the spirit. And, and here's the key thing about that. Already be filled with the spirit. Because oftentimes, and, and for example, if I was to come to you, Keontae, and I just hit you straight in the jaw. If you weren't already filled with the spirit, then what would have happening is you would just immediately react. And that's what a lot mm-hmm. of us do when we deal with conflict. We, we are normally just reacting rather than being proactive. And so one of the things that you can do to be pro- proactive to better whatever conflict that might come up is already be filled with the spirit. And I want to give a, an easy way that you can do that. Start every yeah. morning with prayer and devotion. If you Mm -hmm. start your morning, if you start your day with prayer and devotion, you've already kind of set yourself up in a good way for the rest of that day. And no no matter what you go through, you kind of have that word in the back of your mind. You have that prayer in your back of your mind. And it just, it just, it's going to make a big difference versus not doing it and starting your day that way. Right. I think the best thing that you said is just how you start your day. You know yep. what I mean? Because, um, like I said, once you get into that devotion, once you get into that word, it's hard to kind of move from that jubilee and that 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 joyful feeling of just you know just going through your day like, man, you know, this is a day that God has made. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I'm not gonna let nothing <laughs> get in the way of it. You know I mean, exactly. once you feel like that, it's hard for you to get more. You know, it's hard for you to get frustrated easily. It's hard for you to get aggravated with things easily because you've already set your day on the foundation of God's word. So that's great. All right, man. What you got? What's the next one you got? Um, my next one is actually, it actually really piggybacks off of what you said. Um, you know, if you do get into that conflict, the, now this might be hard to do for some, but I think it, I think it works very effectively. Once you guys get into a conflict and you notice that you're getting into a conflict, just immediately pray with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's, it's, it's Super it'll hard. be very hard. <laughs> right. Super for hard. You to <laughs> Because you know I mean? folks don't want to hear it, man. They're like, "Get off of me, leave me alone." We talk about praying, right? right. Yeah, the man, the flesh comes out, boy, when we get heated. Uh, go ahead, man. Sorry, exactly. that, yeah, it's hard. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I know it's gonna be hard for, for that to cross your mind, but look, it's gonna be even harder for you to sit there pray with your spouse, and you guys continue to want to argue once you get into that prayer. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Um. So I, I, like I said, just like you said, even though the the even though the vibe or the tone might be messed up in the middle of the day. Just go ahead and get in that quick prayer together in the middle of that conflict. We'll reset that tone. You know what I mean? It'll it'll bring perspective back to um, just your day. You know what I mean? And like I said, again, just how good God is. And it just brings back perspective to the relationship. Like, okay, look, I didn't, we didn't need to get into an argument over, you know, where you sat down the remote last, you know, and we can't right. find it now. Because <laughs> typically that's, <laughs> that's some of these arguments that's going on. You know what I mean? Just very minute and just minuscule arguments. Um, but when you add prayer into the mix, you just, you know, remember how big God is. He's bigger than just these small problems that we're going through during this quarantine. You know, and, and what it does is it just helps us to take a time out. 
Mm-hmm. And and I think people need to have that room and that opportunity because everybody deals with conflict differently. And some people need just an opportunity to calm down. And uh, praying in that moment is a great way to calm down. It's also yeah. m- maybe you just have to say, let's 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 stop this just for a moment. Let's kind of have a break from each other. Let's think through our thoughts. Let, let, let's calm down and then come back together. Now you're so now you've prayed individually. Then you mm-hmm. come back together at a set time. And, and that's a key thing. What ends up happening sometimes is people don't want to talk in the moment and then they never mm-hmm. pick back up. And so they never dealt with that conflict. And the whole thing that we're saying is this is conflict resolution. This isn't conflict, leave it. And, and so you, wanna, you might want to take a break. You go your separate ways for a set time. And it's something you guys agree upon. I've, I've, I've talked with couples and I encourage couples. I say, have a code word. I have something that you both have agreed upon that once we say this code word or whatever it might be, it might be, I need 30. And that might be a communication of where both of you guys agree that whenever somebody says that code word, um, hot sauce, you know, there we go. Yeah. So I'm helping somebody. Yeah. And make it something fun. Make it something completely corny. So that way it can just <laughs> kind of lighten the mode. And, and so you right. say, you say hot sauce, baby, hot sauce, hot sauce. And so both of you guys have agreed when, when one of the uses that code word hot sauce, then you kind of just take 30 minutes, both of you guys pray. And then piggyback on what you said, when you come back together after that 30 minutes to, to deal with that conflict, now you pray before you start. And, and that yeah. might be a great way of kind of like in that moment, I just, I, I can't pray with you right now. That's how angry I am. So, so go ahead and take 30 minutes, you know, hot sauce time and, and take 30 minutes, pray by <laughs> yourself and then come back together and then start that discussion with prayer. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Um, okay. So then another one I have, and I kind of, kind of said one with what you had said, which I thought was really good. But I was mm-hmm. going to um, just encourage people with active listening. And the scripture that I have mm-hmm. is in James 1.19. It says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every person be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man or uh, humanity does not produce the righteousness of God. And, and so we all need to listen a little bit better because I, I feel like in conflict, there's a misunderstanding someplace. And if mm-hmm. we can just take a little bit extra time to say, I just need to, I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're feeling. I want to make sure I understand what you're thinking. That now allows me to approach that situation differently. Because how often do we have arguments at a result of something that is misunderstood? Right. And if you're we right. would just take time to be active listeners... And, and what that means is you're really trying to understand that person, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, and what they're trying to communicate. And so rather than immediately thinking how you want to respond, just listen. And, and sometimes it might be repeating back. You know, it might say, well, let me make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Right now, you're a little bit upset because uh, I put the remote inside the cabinet versus leaving it on the counter. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so you're just trying to better understand and, and they might respond back. Well, no, it had nothing to do with where the remote was. It was just the fact that you turned off the TV while I was watching it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. See, it's, you, you know That's what I mean? Good. And I would say it's like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't realize it was OK. OK. You know, so um, what, what, any thoughts on that, man? Yeah, man. Um, one of the one of the best quotes I, I've, I've seen um, and as of recent is said that um, the greatest distance between two people is misunderstanding. Um, and I just think that that's so real because, you know, we always kind of put a wedge between ourselves when we're not getting the full understanding of a situation. 
Yeah. Um, you know, just like you said, I can think one way, like, oh, she's mad just because I put the remote in the in the cabinet or whatnot. When she's really frustrated that I turned off the TV, um, me turning off the TV didn't show any regard for her feelings. Now it's deeper than what I thought was on the surface. But if I would just talk to my spouse to gain that clarification, to gain that understanding, you know, I mean, we knock out that wedge of misunderstanding in between us and it brings us closer, you know, deeper to understanding each other's feelings, emotions, and and and, and what the situation really entail rather than me just having my own guys about the situation and, and thinking what it was when that's what it wasn't you know yeah, yeah that's good that's really good um all right so what you got you have uh, one final one or how many more you have uh i got one final one man and um you know this one is very simple um it's probably the most obvious thing um <laughs> but again you know it might be hard for some of us is just say i'm sorry you know? Right, right. Um, sometimes you know, you know, we always hear this. We always hear this phrase about like being the bigger person. You know what I mean? Um, but in a sense, I won't even say it's just being the bigger person. It's just realizing how big your marriage is, or you know how big your relationship is, and just you stepping out there and just saying, "Look, you know, I'm sorry. Um, I'm you know, I'm sorry I got frustrated, or I'm sorry I frustrated you." Just those two words open. It can open up a door. You know, we talk about we, the last one. We just talked about misunderstanding. Just those two words. I'm sorry. Can open up the door from you gaining more understanding, from you kind of lightening the mood, and now moving into a, a safer space to converse with each other about the conflict at hand. You know, what I mean, it just really softens. Um, it just it just softens the situation most times. Right. Um, right. But. You know, the, I mean, the I guess the challenge is just getting there and saying, you know, am I gonna say I'm sorry, or am I gonna am I gonna wait for her to say she's sorry? You know what I mean? Well, and then I want to add to that. Take that first step. I want to add to mm-hmm. that because the only thing I would say is if you're saying sorry and you're really not recognizing possibly what you had done to offend, mm-hmm. then that can be an issue because oftentimes when we can tell when somebody is just saying they're sorry and they really don't mean it. They're just kind of saying it to say it, to kind of inherit the conversation. So, you know, as Keontae is saying, he's not saying it in that sense, just to say it to Harry and make the conversation move along. You know, Mm -hmm. you know what what he's saying is recognize how you contributed, recognize your part, because oftentimes we don't want to see how we possibly offended someone. And now we're just arguing over possibly the legitimacy of what they're, offenses does that make sense Mm -hmm. and and so but the thing is is if somebody's offended they're offended now they might not have been offended for necessarily the right reason but they still feel offended and so what you're looking for and that's that active listening is okay i understand that you're offended here and i want you to know that you know that's not my heart you know and i apologize if i offended you because that was not my heart um you know but i I want you to see also from my side too that there, there wasn't malice with it you know that wasn't my intent right right you know and that didn't as you said that kind of softens things so you're just trying to understand where they're coming from and even if you might disagree upon the action you can at least your intent isn't necessarily to hurt somebody and so those are the mm-hmm. things that you're really uh in those moments sometimes when you can't you know there might be disagreement on what the offense is you can't apologize in a situation because you didn't mean to hurt someone exactly good stuff all right well i, I want to finish with i think something that's really critical. And as we kind of went through these steps of, you know, talking about prayer, talking about being filled, talking about, you know, getting our, our minds right through pictures. And, and, and in the end, as we're dealing with conflict, we need to be mindful that are my words being constructive or are my words being destructive? 
Mm, and the, the scripture that I have is in Ephesians 4, and it, it says this, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Now, I, I want to pause there for a moment because I, I want people to understand that the Bible doesn't say that or anger is a sin. Mm-hmm. See, there's nothing wrong with righteous anger. But the thing, the difference between righteous anger and unrighteous anger is how we deal with that anger. We're going to yeah. have things that we're going to be upset about because that's just the reality of what's right and wrong. And so if somebody breaks trust, if somebody does something that's disloyal, if somebody you know, does something to hurt somebody, then yeah, you should be upset about that. The thing is, is now how do I deal with my anger? And most of the time, we deal with our anger in a very destructive way. That's by yelling, by maybe throwing something, by pouting, by not listening, by shutting down, by uh, saying hurtful words. And you can add whatever you want to put in there. The mm-hmm. thing that we have to be mindful of is as we find ourselves upset, we need to really first figure out what am I upset about? I mean, how often have you known people, they're just lashing out and you're like, what are you lashing out about? I don't know. I'm just upset. Yeah. And so they, they haven't even taken time to figure out what they upset about. How can they even communicate it to somebody that you know, they're yelling at? And, and so that's where the things that we already talked about, taking that time to pray, taking that time to maybe take time apart. And in that, you're really thinking about, okay, what am I upset about? When am I really, what, what is really bugging me right now? And then once you can figure that out, now you can come back to the table and you can communicate that in a constructive way. The key word I want to keep right. saying over and over, constructive way, not a destructive way. So even if you're trying to tell somebody about something that they did wrong, you can still do it in a constructive way. I think, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's been said, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. There you go. So, so I want to end with that, man. Do you have any thoughts on that last point? Yeah, man. Um, I just want to say, man, with that, man, going to one of my favorite verses, Proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says, "Life and death is in the power of the tongue, man." And yeah. every interaction that we have with a person, every conversation that we have with a person, we're either giving life or we're taking it. You yeah. know what I mean? So we just have to be cognizant and just really, you know, really look at it in, in an introspective way to see, you know, am I building this person up or am I tearing them down? Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's just so it's just so critical because, you know, communication, man, that's that's one of the number one uh, killers in marriage, man, is communication. And if we don't have our communication right, if we're not understanding, you know, and just understanding our spouse, like, you know, how our spouse, you know, takes certain words, because, you know, my wife may have grown up in an environment where, you know, everybody is kind of sarcastic and, you know, they talk a certain way and that's her norm. Um, but that might not be my norm. And with her being sarcastic, which is normal for her, I might take it as offense. Right. Um, so we also have to just be cognizant of, you know, how our, you know, the, the, the language barrier between our spouses, uh, and, between our spouses. So. And here's, here's the thing that it would take time for somebody to really reflect and understand that that's what it is. So I got to yeah. take time to understand. I got to do active listening. I got to understand you. And then I understand you. And then I understand how. You know, you you mentioned you're just being sarcastic or that person's being sarcastic, but it's mm-hmm. offending me. It's hurting me. And a lot of times we don't even know that. So we just lash out. And so taking that time to really understand what you're feeling, what you're upset about. Now you can communicate in a constructive way. Hey, you know, you might not realize it, but, you know, the way that you're communicating is sarcastic and it is hurtful to me because I'm not used to yeah. communicating like that. And now all of a sudden they can reflect on it and they can do better. So. You know, I just really hope that this will help somebody uh, during this time of just taking these principles. We, we mentioned several principles mm-hmm. that will really bless you 
and um, apply as many as you can, if not all of them, and you will see just growth uh, in your relationship to where you can uh, turn and, and change that from being a quarantine divorce to being uh, a quarantine, you know, making some quarantine babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Also, too, I, I, want, I just want to add one, one, one last thing, one quick thing, man. Yeah. Um, during this time of quarantine, and like I said, I take my experience as a, an example, don't take everything personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're cooped up in the house, because we're not able to do our normal routine things, sometimes a frustration might not come from what you did or how your spouse feels about you, but just from what's going on in the outside world. Quick example, man, The this is right before the quarantine like really started. My wife was on her way home from work. She's like, I'm going to stop by the store and give me a couple of things. So whatever, right? Got to the store. There's a million people there. Stuff's not there that she needed just to cook dinner for that night. So she got home and she was frustrated. Now, me, instead of taking the time to realize, okay, I know my wife doesn't, number one, like large crowds. And number two, she doesn't like when people are just acting crazy, which a lot of people were, you know, grabbing up all the toilet paper and stuff like that. So that clearly frustrated her. Instead of me taking the time to really think about that, I took it personally like, okay, you, you know, I'm asking you some questions. You getting mad at me. I'm, you know, now I'm frustrated. You know what I mean? But had I would have took the time and just say, okay, babe, I know you was out, you was out, you know, trying to shop and it was crazy. And that probably just upset you. Let me just go ahead and give you a cool off period for 30 minutes or so. And, you know, we can convene back with each other. Yeah. You just um, said hot sauce, baby. Hot sauce, hot sauce. Stuff, right? <laughs> exactly, man. So just don't take it personal, man. Don't take it personal. That's good stuff. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for this day. And Father, we just pray for our listeners. Uh, Father, we pray mm-hmm. for people around the world as they are spending more time with each other. And that's not a bad thing, Father. I've been so encouraged as I've seen people just walking as families, people at the park yes. as families, and, and, and just really people are spending more time together as families and, and together with you. And people are really praying and having questions during this whole time of just seeking you. So, Father, I just pray that you will help people to uh, deal with conflict in a constructive way rather than a destructive way. Father, let their words mm-hmm. just be words that are constructive. Father, let their actions be constructive. Father, help them to take breaks if they need to take a break. Help them to pray. Help them to be filled with the Spirit. Help them to, to look at those pillars and those, those pictures and those things that remind them of the good times and to gain just a good perspective. Father, we just pray for just this uh, virus for those that are, have lost loved ones as a result of it. And, and Father, just may people just not forget that you are our hope. No matter what challenge we're going through, no matter what we're dealing with, we keep our eye on you because we understand that the this world is nothing but a temporary home and our true home mm-hmm. is with you and what you will have built for us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, God bless you. God keep you again. Don't forget to go to the website, hit that subscribe button. Uh please share this with somebody. You can go to uh whatever your app is, whatever it is. Somebody really probably needs to hear this and so share it with them. Send it to them and, and let it be an encouragement to them. God bless you. God keep you. Until next time. Come on.